Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on their journey to feeling at home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole, and I am here to bring you the season three finale of the Expat Cast. Wow. I don't know what I can say other than wow. Actually, actually, that's a lie. I know a lot of things I can say, and actually, the next 30 minutes is going to be me saying them. <laughs> However, first and foremost, Wow. <laughs> I I sat down to think about, you know, what I wanted to say in this intro, looked back on what season three incorporated, and actually I'm I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty excited and impressed because season three started all the way back in mid-August with the episode called Moving Abroad or Running Away with Aspen of the YouTube channel Aspen Abroad. I had so much fun getting to meet Aspen, show her around Freiburg and collaborate in this way. It was truly a blast and what a great way to start season three. And at the same time, I look back at that and that was nearly six months ago. When I showed her around Freiburg, we went up to this beautiful castle on the hillside with a view and sipped wine while we looked at the sunset. It was so warm and great. And now I'm recording this, the last episode of season three, clutching in my claws the last glue vine of the season for me. Okay, it should have been a while ago that I had my last glue vine, but it was on sale for a euro at Aldi. And so like, I'm not going to say down to that. So I have a bunch of glue vine here. Well, had. I'm down to the last bottle. I'm drinking it to celebrate the end of season three. However, yes, time has flown between August and now. Life's changed a ton, and this podcast has developed so much since that summer day. That fall, we had our very first live event as part of International Podcast Day, which was hosted at the Carl Schutz House here in Freiburg. And I had another local Freiburg podcast group called Jung und Freudlos on the panel. It was such a blast, such a success, and so much fun to bring the podcast into real life. Like it wasn't a thing I do alone in my apartment. All of a sudden, there were people there. (laughs) watching me and they could see what I look like and I couldn't just be wearing pajamas and sipping glue on. Oh God. Okay. Anyway, live event, super cool. Fast forward to winter when we had Fega Podfo, aka the first ever German expat, wait, first ever expat, first ever Germany expat podcasters advent donation face off. There it is. I still know it. <laughs> So that meant that I went head to head against my rival podcaster, Sean from Expat Life Germany, to see who could raise more money for their charity of choice. And although I unfortunately did lose the battle, the overall project was super fun to do. And together we raised over 350 euros for our charities. Now it's the end of January and we are about to hit 30,000 downloads. There's over a thousand people following the Expat Cast Instagram page. Wow. I mean, wow is truly the only thing I can think of to say, and it's not a very eloquent or exciting thing to say, but I'm just going to keep saying it. Wow. (laughs) Those numbers do make me feel good, but honestly, at the end of the day, I'm not doing this to reach some certain number or something like that. I'm doing this to try to help people and try to build community and forge connections. And that's been happening too. So often when I go onto Instagram, I have a message from someone telling me about how the show or a certain episode has helped them. I go into my email account and there, same thing. So first off, thank you to everyone who's taken the time to send a message like that because it truly, truly is what keeps me going. Second off, I also just want to take a moment to appreciate the fact that these things are actually happening. You know, I often say in adult life, there's not award ceremonies and trophies given out for very many things. And okay, also as adults, you don't need quite that much validation. (laughs) However, it is nice to sit back now and again and look at where you've come. Because I can tell you right now, last summer when I was prepping for season three, I was nowhere near where I am today. And I don't think I could have even imagined that I would be, partially because I I'm not great at setting concrete goals. I just kind of like do stuff and hope it works, but also partially because this is a really cool place to be in. And I I just, I don't know if I would have thought that I would get here so soon. So I'm going to stop. I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to bask it in. Okay, that that was a sweet, sweet silence of me basking. And now I want to say one more time, thank you to you guys who have made this happen. I really appreciate you guys on the other end. You know, podcasting is kind of a weird thing because as I said, I do it alone in my apartment in pajamas. You guys listen to this, I don't know, wherever. And it's like a very, we, we're somehow connected, but we're not in conversation. So it's a weird thing. But anyway, I know you're out there and I see you, well, figuratively speaking, and I appreciate you.
Now, to move on to the season three finale itself, I thought there would be no better way to celebrate wrapping up this season, and there's this too, celebrating episode 75 of the expat cast, Wowza, than by inviting back some former guests to see where they're at today. To me, one of the coolest things about doing this show is getting to interview different expats, hear where they have been, hear where they are now, hear where they hope to go in the future. But after we record the episode and we get it out there in the world, we're not always able to keep in touch and and I don't always know how things are going. So I reached out to several of our former guests and asked them to send me audio memos about what their life looks like now. It was so much fun for me getting to hear these, and I'm really pumped to get them out to you right now. So without further ado, let us hand it on over to our first returning guest. First up, we've got James, who was a guest on the very first season of the Expat Cast about a year ago. James runs the website Live Work Germany, which I love because it has just crazy, crazy amounts of really, really good resources for when you're moving to Germany and you're like, how do I actually do this? Like the actual paperwork and the moving and the all of it. On Live Work Germany, they've got answers to everything. And the man behind the website, James himself, came onto the show to tell us about how he moved from England to Germany about 12 years ago. James moved right after university where he'd studied German and was not expecting at the time that he would end up staying for so long. So let's go ahead and hear where James is at today. Hi, this is James, and I was on season one of the Expat Cast with the episode called A Plethora of Resources for Living in Germany. So what have I been doing since when we spoke? Uh, Quite a lot's happened actually. Probably the biggest thing that's happened is that I have left Germany and moved to Sofia, Bulgaria at the start of this year actually. So um, I'm still finding my feet and getting settled there. Live Work Germany is actually something that I do as a side business. My main career was working in procurement and I made the decision to to quit my job and uh, go out there in the big wide world as, as a consultant. Really, I just wanted to move somewhere that was the most tax efficient and offers good quality of life with low cost of living. Plus, I'm a sunshine person and I wanted to live somewhere a bit warmer. So, uh, yeah, after spending a few months on a bit of a tour of Europe trying to figure out where I'd like to locate, Bulgaria came out tops. Um, what I was doing for most of last year actually was really building out the site to offer more content. So I now am proud to say have an online course around how to get the freelancer or self-employment visa or residence permit in Germany for non-EU nationals that want to come over, really to fill a gap in the market between anyone that's reading a blog post and is maybe a bit confused because they tend to be someone's own personal narrative rather than hard fact but also to come in at a price point that is way cheaper than some of these consultancy services that offer more of a sort of hand-holding done-for-you type service. So, And I also offer all sorts of services now around CV and cover letter templates and advice and coaching and support to expat candidates, especially those that aren't from the EU, around how to find a job in Germany. So they're the big two developments and the sort of direction that I've taken the website in since we last spoke. So yeah, 2019 was a very busy year, very strange year because I uh, I was planning a relocation in the middle of it, but um, 2020 hopefully will be a lot more stable. And, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to hopefully seeing the website grow even more. And I, I still have very close connections to Germany, so I'm sure I'm going to be back in the country quite often during this year and catching up with friends and seeing former colleagues and developing business relationships. So um, yeah, keep doing what you're doing and really great to provide this update look after yourself take care and thank you bye-bye awesome and thank you james for setting in that update i wish you all of the best in your new life in bulgaria and now let's move on to sixtina sixtina was in a season two episode of the expat cast called from pills to pints to passport stamps it was called this because sixtina who is german 
has lived in the U.S., Mexico, Spain, the Netherlands, and most recently, Ireland. In Ireland, she met her Brazilian boyfriend, and the two of them decided to quit their jobs and spend a year traveling around the globe. When we spoke to Sixtina, she was wrapping up the last couple things in her life in Ireland and doing the last minute prep for the big trip. Now let's see where the two of them have landed now. Hi, Nicole. Thanks for having me again. We actually uh, quit our jobs in Ireland and went on a world trip. So we first planned that it should be around one year, but we actually stopped earlier and only made it around three, four months. Our original idea was to do Asia, then go to New Zealand, also with the work and travel visa. And then if you still felt like go to South America, but we actually just made halfway through Asia, Japan for one month, then we went to Korea for three weeks, Philippines two and a half weeks, Vietnam two and a half weeks more or less, Laos ten days, something like that, and then Thailand two weeks, and then we actually already went home. One reason for going home was that I think it was not the best idea to just choose one continent because even though each country is awesome, it got a bit boring at some point because it was kind of repetitive. Oh, let's visit another temple. Yeah, you know, the first two was awesome. The third one maybe two. And then you go to the next country. Oh, what's there to do? Look at this temple. Oh, again, temple. Even though they are still awesome, but the excitement goes a bit away. And I think if we would have visited another country in between, not in Asia, and then later continue Asia, maybe would have been smaller. And at the moment, I am in Brazil until the beginning of February. And then I'm also going back to normal life, find a job, apartment, all this stuff again like before. But for now, it looks like uh, 95% we are moving to Germany. So for me, it's kind of moving back home to my own country. But also a lot has changed since I lived abroad for, let's say, 8 to 10 years more or less. So I'm excited actually yeah, to go back to my own country and see uh, how it is to live there now. When people ask me where I am from, I give different answers. I usually never say right away all the countries I have lived in, but depending on how this country likes Germans, sometimes I used to say I'm from the Netherlands because it's a, for me a pretty neutral country if I go to countries which don't like Germans so much. But other than that, you are what you are. You shouldn't hide. You should be proud of who you are. So nowadays I always say German. Usually I say, but I haven't lived there for a while in one sentence. And then they say, ah, where did you live? And then the conversation gets started. And then I just talk about who I lived abroad, why, what I like, what I don't like. Also, I like to say that I'm a world citizen, but in the end, they still want to know your real nationality. What do I miss about my expert life in Ireland? Obviously, is my friends. Other than that, of course, I like my very secure and well-paid job. I like the very friendly people, the pub culture, and also that you made pretty good money. Let's say I miss my easy life there, but like we say, we should go out of our comfort zone, we should grow, we should take new challenges and not just always stick with the easy one. For a while it's nice because then you have more time for yourself and joy, but now I'm also ready for the next challenge. I want to learn new skills, I have uh, big goals and ideas, so let's see how far we get in this year. What have I planned for the future? First of all, don't have such a big culture shock moving back to my own country and get used to it. Again, start not 100% from zero, but depending on where in Germany we will live, we will have to start make friends again, start your own friendship circle, find your hobbies, get to know the city, how to get from A to B. The main goal is after traveling and spending a lot of money to get financial stability and then work on the dreams so of course travel more even with a job and then at some point i'd like my own company to be my own boss and have more free time than just uh, i don't know 20 30 days that you get when you're employed when you travel you also miss things that you had before but was very normal for you and you didn't think that you could miss that for example have a routine and i just want to get more productive again in many things yeah these kind of things just a routine i know some people are gonna laugh but you really miss a routine after you don't have one for almost for me it's only eight months other people do it longer but yeah i'm looking forward to it i think that's it have a good day all right all right so maybe not quite the trip around the globe that Sixtina was hoping for but it sounds like they're having an amazing time anyway Speaking of heading back to your home country, next up is my friend Aurora. (laughs) 
Aurora was a part of my community here in Freiburg, and her and her husband Duncan have both been guests on the show. They were here for Duncan's job, but Aurora took advantage of the time in Freiburg to get her master's at a program through the University of Freiburg called the Global Studies Program. When she was on the show, we talked about how exactly they were approaching figuring out where specifically they should move back to in the States once they were done with their time here in Freiburg. They'd lived in D.C. and in Philly in the past, but they weren't really sure what city would be the right choice for them. As someone who is from Philadelphia and goes back there pretty often, I was kind of totally rooting for Team Philly because that would mean that Aurora and Duncan could transition from being friends of mine in Freiburg to being friends that I see whenever I visit home. So let's go ahead and listen in and see if I got my wish. Hi, this is Aurora from the episode in season two called Choosing to Move Back. Yeah, last time we talked, we were deciding among a lot of different cities. I was applying to jobs in different places, primarily New York, because that's the place that if we move there, I had to have a job before. I didn't hear back from any of those jobs, so I think that in the end, it was just a gut feeling that Philadelphia was going to be the place for us. You know, we had strong connections there and the price fit. So logistically, it wasn't that difficult to move. We mailed four packages and I think DHL is pretty inexpensive and pretty easy to do using a lot of like Facebook marketplace or eBay or whatever. I sold a lot of our furniture so we didn't have to think about what would we do with it. That was really easy. Emotionally, yeah, it was very difficult to move from Freiburg, you know, especially the people who had stayed there past my program. I had really formed very, very strong connections with them. And, you know, they were thinking about staying in Freiburg for a long time. So I was questioning myself a lot, like, should I move back to the U.S. when all these folk are really excited about staying in Europe? And yeah, and I mean, that that still goes on till, till this day. I mean, although I'm very happy here, of course, having lived in in a place that is so comfortable to live in and really takes care of its people so well and has such a great safety net, I feel like something could happen to me in the U.S. and and it could really change my life. While in Germany, I think that, yeah, I just felt a bit more secure even though I wasn't at home. Yeah, so now we're in Philly. You know, we arrived here, I think, like September 22nd and I stayed with a friend who has a beautiful apartment in Center City. That was really surprisingly easy was to get back into the groove of things. I still really remembered the organization of the streets and, you know, how to get around the city. So that was really easy. Finding an apartment was relatively easy than Freiburg, definitely, than D.C., absolutely. I looked at like 33 apartments in two weeks and I found a really lovely, weird little two-story apartment like a half block away from my friend. You know, I also landed a job fairly quickly. I started applying to things in October and I started my job in January after getting it in December. Yeah, I mean, everything is just so much easier for us in the U.S. Like getting engaged with city politics has been very easy. I mean, this, I think the second week I was here, I was going down to city council to do some lobbying work. I mean, everything is just more simple. You know, I, I know how to greet people. I know what people expect. So I think that's the biggest relief. I think when you're been living in a place where you're not, when you don't fully know the rules and especially as someone who never mastered the language, German, and you come back to the U.S. or where you're from, you just know what people expect of you and it's just so easy and it really gave me a lot of empathy I think for my my dad specifically who hasn't really learned English you know and in all these years he's really stayed within our migrant community I can see how difficult it could be for him to go to a store and not understand what someone asks of you so I've really appreciated that after coming back because of the ease of everything. Um, and the United States is just so convenient. I no longer have to like worry about, oh, are the grocery stores open? Yes, they're open, you know. My commute is like 20 minute walk, so that's great. So there's just been a lot of things that have made the transition just 
so much nicer and yeah and I just feel a lot closer to everyone you know I'm just like a three hour plane ride away from most of the people I love and then like this weekend I had two friends from DC just pop on over so that's really easy too because a lot of my friendships are in the east coast so now like being in Philly I'm, it's like a hub I can really really easily go see people so I've been really enjoying my time here and I, I think it'll I think it'll work out pretty well for us my husband, Duncan, from the season one episode on voting rights abroad from the expat cast, he works from home. He's still working for the German company. He stays home with our two new dogs, and we live very close to the dog park, so it's very dog-centric right now, our life. And then I, I wake up early to go to the gym or to yoga, which is like, again, half block away. Walk to work, come back, play with the dogs, cook a bit hang out with my neighbors, go thrifting a lot. So it's a very calm, chill life right so far, but I think that it's going to really rev up because of the, the presidential race, the elections are going to happen. So I think that we're going to be working a lot more on that and other, other issues. So yeah, so far, so good. Yeah, yeah, Philadelphia won. Heck yeah, go Philly, go Philly. <laughs> Actually, this magical thing happened. The last time that I visited home back to Philadelphia, I was able to meet up with Aurora and Duncan and glimpse this magical life that they've set up for themselves. I mean, it really goes to show that sometimes moving back to the country you're from is the best choice. Everything, everything has just fallen into place for them and they have such a beautiful life that suits them so well that they've been able to make so quickly and it just really makes me happy to see them blossoming in those ways. Okay, before I get too cheesy... Moving on to the next one up, it is Rihanna. Rihanna and her partner, and actually their dog, were living in Vancouver, Canada, when they decided to make the most out of Canada's youth mobility visa, which allows Canadians to live and work abroad for a year. The agreement actually is valid in 35 different countries, but they decided to move on over to Prague. When we talked, Rihanna told us all about the different preparations she'd done before their move in order to hopefully, fingers crossed, set them up for success during their year abroad. And now we get to check in and see how those carefully laid plans are panning out. Hey, this is Rihanna from season two of the expat cast, an episode called Preparing to Move Abroad. So when I last was on the podcast, we were about a month out from moving to Prague. And now we've been living in Prague for about seven months. And we have five months left on our expat year as we're just here on one year working holiday visas. It's been amazing. We, uh, we really loved living in Prague. We had never visited here before moving. So kind of just took a blind leap of faith and uh, loved it. It, really love the neighborhood, love the city, love all the sightseeing and traveling and everything that we've gotten to do. We've done a ton of traveling since arriving here. We've been all over Germany, Austria, a few places in the Czech Republic, over to Slovakia, Hungary. We've been to Italy a few times, Paris, up to Sweden and Denmark. We've really taken advantage of it and probably have been spending more time um, than we maybe should be traveling. In terms of our plan sort of panning out. I think we did a good job of preparing ahead of time. Uh, we did have our apartment secured before we got here, which was a huge help. One thing we didn't really spend enough time doing, I think, was sort of chatting through what we wanted daily life to look like, traveling, work, home stuff. We didn't really have a discussion about that ahead of time, and it was more something we fell into once we got here. So when we first moved to Prague, my partner was actually working at a hotel. He got a job right away, but it was full-time hours, which was really difficult because we only have the one year to live and work in Prague and we wanted to be able to travel and really make the most of it. So a couple months into the job, we actually decided that we could make things work. If I picked up a few more freelance jobs online and my partner jumped in to help me out a little bit with work and around the house. So we transitioned to basically just one income, which has been awesome in terms of being able to travel whenever we want since all of our work is online, but it's also been a little bit stressful trying to stay on top of everything, balance the budgets and all that good stuff. So that was definitely a challenge, but the amount that we've gotten to travel all over Europe and explore Prague, I definitely wouldn't give that up and it's well worth the sacrifice. Coming up, we have, yeah, about five months left in Prague. We've got some big plans, which I'm really excited about. We have a little secret video project at the end of this month that I'm not allowed to talk about yet. But then next month, my brother and sister are actually coming out from Toronto and we're going to be doing some traveling with them. Then we have some other friends coming out in March. And then my partner's mom is coming back out 
in May, as well as some cousins of his, and we're going to be doing some traveling with them. So yeah, just filling the schedule with as much traveling as possible, and also trying to cross everything else off our Prague bucket list before we have to go. So cool. I am so impressed by this long list of places that Rihanna and her partner, and I think the dog went too, um, have all gotten to visit in this short time. Super impressive. Inspires me to do more travel myself. And I really hope the rest of this year continues to be just as amazing for them. Now, I know it's going to be a good year ahead for the next returning guest, which is another friend of mine, Meg. Meg and I grew up in neighboring suburbs, met at a theater camp, fell out of touch, fell back into touch when we both happened to be dating German men and were then in long distance relationships with said German men. Meg and I both ended up moving to Europe for these German men. And last Valentine's Day, I had Meg and her boyfriend Lucas on up to Freiburg so we could record an episode about long distance relationships. Meg has some pretty cool news to share, so I'll hand it on over to her. This is Meg from the season two episode called Long Distance Relationships. It's been about a year since we last recorded, and my life has changed considerably in that time. The thing that happened most dramatically in my life is I got married to my boyfriend. So when we last spoke, I was living in Switzerland with my boyfriend working a tech startup job. I was in Switzerland on that work visa. Then the company I was working for ran into some financial situations and were no longer able to keep me on as an employee, which meant that I was forfeiting my work visa. And that was very complicated and scary. Lucas and I had talked at length about uh, the possibility of getting married in the future. So we'd had that discussion many times, but we definitely didn't think it was going to happen so soon. But because of the sudden change in my work status and therefore visa situation, we had a bit of a uh, speed up to that process. I found out that I had lost my job at the end of May. I had a month between being told that I lost my job and my last day of work. And then in that month, we kind of realized that we didn't want to go back to long distance relationships. We knew that really sucked and wasn't really for us. And we were so panicked and upset by the idea that we started really seriously discussing getting married fairly soon. And so we got engaged in June and we got married in November. Nicole wanted me to mention how we got engaged. So I will mention that we just had a really, really nice day and we just kind of looked at each other and said, you know what? I really, really like spending time with you and I would really like the opportunity to get to continue spending time with you, but maybe as a married couple instead of as a dating couple where this fear is kind of constantly looming over us. So we just had had a really nice day hanging out at home, watching movies, being silly, hanging out on the couch, and we realized that this was definitely something we wanted to keep doing. Yeah, so uh, we got married in November. When you get married in Switzerland, you have to register to get married with the government, and then a government official has to marry you. You get to pick where you want to get married from the government options, and one of the options was the Zurich Zoo. So we got married in the zoo with some monkeys running around, so it was a great time. I say monkeys, they are technically lemurs. I've been told I need to clarify this from now on. The wedding was really lovely, really quiet. We got to fly out my family and it just ended up being a, a really kind of nice experience, which I think you'd hope your wedding would be. But it definitely was a very short engagement and a very rapid situation that I had never anticipated or expected and it all kind of just happened. But we're very happy. Nothing's changed really for the two of us. My work status has changed because of the marriage. Uh, and so I'm able to start doing more theater work and things that I was really passionate about rather than something that I could just get a job in that might keep me here. So that's really wonderful because my background is musical theater and that was something that I'm really excited to be able to get back into. Other than that, everyone keeps asking if I feel different as a part of a married couple, but I think the real big change is more having closed the distance in the long distance relationship two years ago in June. That was a much, much bigger adjustment and a much bigger shift than getting married, which is just kind of a legal change on paper when we've already been living together for a year and a half. So that's kind of what the last year's been like in our side of the uh, European continent. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you're still enjoying everything. Happy for Megan Lucas. I know that being married itself doesn't make a huge difference to them, but gosh, knowing them as a couple, knowing everything they've been through, I can't help but be elated that this is how it turned out, even if it was accelerated by those gosh darn visa problems. Hey, any form it'll take, I'm a I'm a sucker for love, and I'm happy that Meg and Lucas have it together. So beautiful, so amazing. 
Next up is the last friend of mine who will be making an appearance in this finale episode, and that is Summer. Summer and I bonded as friends right away because I could just see something about the look in her eye. I could see that she was going through so much of the same stuff that I went through when I moved abroad. But Summer had moved about a year after I did, so right when my life was starting to look settled and good, that's when Summer met me. And so I seemed like the person who had it together, even though it was very fresh in my mind how how hard that first year is. So I snatched Summer up first off as a friend and second off as a podcast guest. And I said, hey, let's have you on the show to talk about how difficult these first few months can be. I wanted to talk to someone for whom this was all fresh in their minds. And Summer was amazing enough to come on and be vulnerable and talk about all of the challenges that she was facing and how she got through them. So let's go ahead and hear from Summer herself how things are now a year and a half into her life in Freiburg. This is Summer from the episode in season two of the Expat cast called The First Few Months. We spoke in April and at that point I had been in Freiburg, Germany for eight months. And now I'm almost a year and a half into this. So since I was last on the podcast, I have had the same job and it has very thankfully continued to be a great source of not just income, but also a good meeting point for a lot of different people that I now become close to and called your friends and it built a sense of community. The place itself is a community center and so it's acted as that very much for me and it's facilitated a sense of belonging to the city of Freiburg for me personally even more so. For me that has been what's kept me the most busy and something that has positively changed since then is my social commitments have had an uptick as well so as I was mentioning earlier this community center has provided me with contact to people who I am very fond of and has resulted in new friendships. And so all of this put together has given a new feel to Freiburg for me. It was already beginning to feel like that when I was on the show, but now it's it feels way more like an investment that I've made and that people are making into me. And so the thought of moving on from Freiburg causes a lot of ambivalence in me because I would be poorer for having not having the people in my circle that I do now. So definitely something that plays on my mind a little bit when I think about next steps. Germany itself has continued to be a bit of an enigma for me. As time has gone on, I found that rather than my becoming more comfortable with the social cultural differences between the US and Germany, I think I have started to react a little bit more. I want to be diplomatic in what I say and tactful and sensitive, but I don't know how else to say it other than there's an element of friendliness and camaraderie that I really miss from my North American background and having just visited back home over the holidays and seeing how readily people are willing to talk to you about pretty much anything despite the contentious political climate which often bleeds into conversation and things like that one thing that stays steadfast and true is that most people in the U.S. will strike up a conversation with you and it's a little bit more casual and people are a little quicker to lower their walls and guards and I do sincerely miss that more and more as time goes on. I think perhaps at the outset of my transition to Germany, I would not have put as much importance or weight on that, but as time has gone on, daily interactions do kind of add up and their cumulative effect tends to brush up on you. And depending on what kind of state of mind you're in, one standoffish, what I would perceive as rude interaction with a person on the street or in a supermarket is something that I really just carry with me because it's considered to be rude and poor form where I'm from and what I'm used to. So I do tend to carry that with me a little bit more, how terse people can be. As for what I've learned or what I can reflect on from when I first moved here to current day, I would tell my then self that despite how logistically daunting a lot of things in Germany feel because they're so bureaucratic and you have to have the right form for everything that can act as a barrier and as a hindrance in your mind most of all. But once things get set in motion, there's a way to pretty much do anything. So I lose sight of this fact still because things tend to feel so daunting to me as a human person anyway. But just remembering that when I want to transition to the next thing, 
whether that is a housing situation or whether that's a work situation, that it has always seemed to work out so far, even in the face of odds that don't look like they're in my favor. So just kind of remembering that things pan out is a lesson that I hope that I can remember regardless of where I am and telling my myself, the self that moved here at the end of August in 2018 that and just giving them that perspective that you will be in a place where things are okay even if they're not what you ideally pictured for yourself. That's something that I continue to want and hope to embody. As for whether or not this choice of moving to Germany has felt right for me, unequivocally, yes. It was just more and more in hindsight, it was just the right move for me to make. It could have geographically been anywhere, I suppose, but the more I come upon people whose personalities I truly enjoy, there's almost an element of like serendipity to the whole thing. And it makes me think that this was the right place. A lot of those people are expats. <laughs> and so I don't know what that says about me, but I've really enjoyed that aspect of things. And as for, you know, my relationship with my family and my loved ones back in the US, I think that has only been enhanced by my being here because it's given me the challenge, the opportunity to keep up with people even at a distance. And then when we are together, it's only bred good feelings. And my family has continued to just be more and more encouraging of this move with that said, there have been a lot of changes in the logistics of my relationship. My partner has moved to another city and so we have once again found ourselves in a long distance situation. Of course that changes things and it means that since we do want to be in the same place as each other once again, that that might mean some movement on one or both of our parts once again. And having done this once in Freiburg with each other and seeing how we can navigate both the highs and the lows of the process has really helped both of us kind of feel secure in the fact that when and if we need to do this again, that we can, we're made of tough stuff. I think navigating this first leg of things is really, I'm, I'm starting to think of it as just the first leg of the movement that our relationship required. I think it's setting us up for whatever comes next. So that's just an update from me and I'm still a huge fan of Freiburg specifically. So if any of you listening out there get a chance to visit the magical Black Forest, the Schwarzwald, it is about as magical as you're imagining it to be. So I would still in a heartbeat recommend that given the chance you at least come and visit, if not have a brief day here. So yeah, that's all for me. Isn't Summer just one of the most eloquent people? Gosh, every time I talk to her or hear her talk, I just am blown away. Because let me tell you, there's a lot of editing that goes into making me seem like a somewhat succinct and eloquent person. Summer, on the other hand, just hasn't naturally. <laughs> All right, and our final guest of the finale is Gio. Gio was on season two last summer, and we talked about what it was like for her moving from Southern California to Nuremberg, Germany, as someone who has battled anxiety and depression throughout her life. We talked about how adjusting to a new culture and learning a new language, all of that stuff impacts your mental health in these ways. And so let's hear what she's got to say about where she's at today. Hello, this is Giovanna from the episode in season two of the expat cast called Celebrating Every Little Win. So last time I was on the podcast, it was around June of last year, and I was nine months into my move to Germany. Now I'm coming up on one and a half years and definitely feeling much more at home, branching out a lot more in terms of my social network and of course, I'm also hoping uh, to move to a bigger apartment with my boyfriend, keep expanding as I just brought my second cat with me from California. And then basically, I guess I'm, I'm kind of having some fears, but also some excitement about finally feeling like I'm settling in. I actually got a job at Adidas, which was super exciting. I kind of spent like 11 months in limbo, even during the recording of my episode, and I was feeling a little bit hopeless because I was doing mostly freelancing work, but I kept trying, kept putting in all the work, kept applying, kept trying to learn German, and finally got this internship, which is going to be ending in February of this year. But the good news is there's a lot of opportunities in the company, and I'm definitely hoping to stay. 
Overall, I'm feeling a lot more confident with speaking German and showing visitors around. And I guess just recently I went home to California for the holidays and it was really cool to kind of compare my life in Germany to life in California. And I guess what I noticed the most was that life in Germany is a lot slower paced. I think there's a more of a work-life balance. That's really nice, but it was also difficult to see going home the reverse culture shock, I guess, of of being in California, having the people be so friendly again. And, and I guess not that Germans aren't friendly, but it's just very different, I guess, culture. <laughs> in California, it's a lot more forced smiles and it's just very different. But I kind of was excited weighing all the pros and cons and like being able to come back here because I'm definitely feeling a lot more at home in Germany. Last time I also mentioned some things about anxiety and how I've been coping with anxiety, especially moving to a new country as an expat. These days my anxiety has gotten a lot better. Again, it's not something you can just cure, it's all about how you can cope with it. So some of the coping skills and habits that I've picked up are just calling my therapist from California. I hadn't found one in Germany a bit difficult with the language barrier as well. And then currently, after finishing up those sessions, I've just gone into doing more meditation. I love the Headspace app. There's also plenty of free YouTube videos you can use. I also try to follow a lot of mental health accounts on social media. And then just finding a routine, a job, or a hobby to stay busy was kind of what saved me the most, especially through those 11 months of not having anything. So definitely keeping a routine going, even if it's just getting up in the morning and going to the gym or going for a walk, cooking or doing some sort of art, playing with your cat or your dog, you know, just things like that can help keep you busy and keep your mind busy instead of feeling like you're stuck somewhere. <laughs> Looking back at the initial phase after moving to Germany, I think uh, my perspective back then was that it was really scary. I was also excited, but I was really afraid. Going outside made me get a bit of social anxiety with having to speak to people and, and them maybe not understanding me or my German sounding terrible. I overcome that by going to German classes and trying to, <laughs> I mean, it was very scary at first, you know, just going to these classes and feeling like I was super behind in terms of my German skills. But it's just about letting yourself be vulnerable, knowing that other people are probably feeling the same way as you are. And lots of people are new in the country as well when you're in a language class. So just letting yourself be open to meeting new people and getting excited instead of afraid of these new challenges because being in a new country is exciting ultimately. Now that I'm looking back on what I had said in the episode and what I had felt at that time, I think now what I'm trying to do is embrace the moment and stay present. And I think that's what I can recommend to anyone who's a new expat or feeling uncomfortable in a new situation. It's just about trying to stay present, thinking about what you can do today and what baby steps you can do instead of only focusing on big goals and big achievements, especially with 2020 and all this pressure that we have to set goals. Basically, overall, did I make the right choice in moving here and pushing through all the hard parts? Well, I think that I definitely made the right choice moving to Germany. It was something that I was grappling with because a lot of people, of course, thought that it was, am I moving for love? Am I moving for myself? What is it? And looking back, I recently spoke to my mom about this, and it's it's pretty much both. She even told me, you know, love is not just a one-way street. It takes two people, and it was certainly something big that I did for my partner to move to his country, but I also learned so much about myself and was able to grow so much that I think it benefited me as well. Um, I'm also feeling a lot more independent. I'm working on building myself up. This is something that I think I needed anyway in my life in California. I'm also, you know, able to learn more about who I am by being in an unfamiliar situation. I've overcome so many challenges and had to build a strong support network both here and abroad in back in California. And I've met friends around the world, which has been really great. Definitely feel more at home in Germany than I was in California, I guess. Only because I've moved my life here and this is the first time that I've lived on my own. So it's definitely been a great experience. My career opportunities and my network are also getting stronger. And there's also more I want to do creatively. But... I am very happy to have these new challenges and the room to grow. Super excited about what's going to come this year and super happy to be featured on this podcast. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks to Gio for giving us that wonderful update. 
I'm going to link to blogs, social media, websites, what have you for all of the guests who have that kind of a thing and want to share it with the world <laughs> in the show notes. So any of these guests who you felt you connected with, you can figure out how to stay in touch with them and their journey through the show notes. And of course, I'll also link to the episodes that they were on if you want to go back and listen or re-listen. All right. And before I really wrap things up, I guess it's only fair if I give you a little update about my expat life and where I am at with things. Um, Yeah, it's been quite a couple of months for me. Podcast stuff aside, um, I have hit the year mark at my job and I'm really looking forward to continuing to work this job. You know, I think part of expat life involves a certain amount of uncertainty, especially regarding a career. And my life generally outside of expat life has been pretty turbulent in terms of jobs for the last five years. So it's really, really nice to be in something steady and secure that I enjoy doing. And now I can just focus on doing it my best. This also means my German's gotten a heck of a lot better and it is not really exhausting in the way it used to be. I still struggle with enjoying reading in German and I don't engage with enough German language material like I probably should. Uh, but you know, it's an ongoing effort. I am doing several very German things, such as joining different hobbies and activities. So I am now doing Lindy Hop or swing dancing once a week. And I am going to a climbing gym quite often with some friends. And I'm coming more into contact with actual German people and social settings in these in these environments. Because what I've realized is, while my German has gotten really fluent, it's work German. And so my personality in German is becoming my work personality, which is not necessarily the same as my my everyday personality, I guess, as my social personality. So anyway, I'm trying to improve my fluency in terms of socialization. And these things have been very helpful for that. I've also really settled into a wonderful community of people, many of whom, fingers crossed, are not going to be leaving Freiburg or Germany anytime soon, some of whom unfortunately have. I mean, over the past six months, a lot of people have moved away. But, you know, it's an opportunity to develop those relationships just in new ways. And I'm happy to do that. And I'm happy to be deepening the friendships that I do have here in town. And Freiburg is truly feeling like more of a home than ever. Because, well, another thing that happened during the last season of the Expat Cast is that I am single. <laughs> so the relationship that brought me to Germany initially has ended. And of course, that has brought a whole slew of just a lot to work through, both personally and emotionally, as well as in terms of my expat identity. The personal stuff, I'm going to keep personal for the time being, but the expat part of things has actually turned out to be really rewarding and really great. You know, I think, I, I don't know if other people feel this way, but even while I was in my relationship, I always had this question of, yeah, I did move to Germany for a relationship, but I, I think I did it also for me. But of course, when you're in that relationship, can you really know? Can you really say that for sure? And now that that relationship is no longer ongoing, I've, I've had to look at that question head on. You know, this would have been the perfect time to leave Germany, to leave Freiburg and go to a different German city, to go wherever, to do anything. I mean, this could have been a real freeing moment if I felt like my life here was something I needed to be free of. However, the beautiful, complicated, challenging expat life that I have here is one that I truly love and I'm doing for me because it makes me happy, because it gives me things out of life that I truly want. Although the situations that I've had to deal with throughout this process have been really tough, there is something really wonderful to have this knowledge so solidly that Germany is mine, I am Germany's Germany and I are in a relationship that is quite good, going strong, and that I am looking forward to continuing for years to come. That said, I am quite looking forward to the break from podcasting so that I can have a little bit more time to dedicate to myself and my personal life and, and self-care, tending to my needs, etc., etc. But I will also be very excited, very, very excited to be back with season four. I do want to reiterate that this is just a season break, not the end of the show. And yeah, let's open the floodgates to topics for the next season. If you're listening to this and you want to come on the show, now is a great time to write me because over the season break, I, I probably will not totally be breaking. I'll, I'll probably also be using this time to prepare for the season ahead and get some recordings under my belt. So this is actually a really good time to reach out to me. 
if you've connected with anything that I just shared in my little update on the expat life, um, please let me know because I would love to dive more into the topics of being single in Germany slash your foreign country of choice or I want to dive more into friendship and friendships abroad, friendships with locals, friendships with fellow expats. I want to talk about being an introvert and being an expat. I want to do a whole episode about that. So there it is. Those are some of my ideas. If any of those connect to you, write me an email at theexpatcast at gmail.com and let's see if we can make this happen. And if you have any ideas of your own, I would love to hear those too. I think season four is going to be great. I'm super excited for it already. And until that fateful Thursday when the expat cast returns to your feed, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at the expat cast to stay tuned about what I'm up to in my life. And I'll also try to post podcast updates there along the way. And hey, if you find yourself twiddling your thumbs during the season break, asking yourself, what can I possibly do without listening to the expat cast every Thursday? Here's what you can do. You can write me a review. Hey! Only takes a couple seconds, leave some stars, preferably five, leave a rating, tell me what you like about the show. That helps the show get boosted through the search rankings, which means that other people have a higher chance of finding it, which means that this lovely little community and exchange that we've got going on can continue growing. I want to thank those of you who have already left a review, and I want to thank the listeners in general. Thanks for making it through this episode. I know it's a longer one. Thanks for listening to all of season three podcasting. Although it feels like a one-way street, it is a two-way street, and I'm glad to have you guys along for the ride. Thanks, as always, also goes to Amy Lungi Art for the logo and to Side Hug for the theme music. There on Instagram, at a hug from the side. And with that, that's the end of season three. That's episode 75. I'll be back in your feeds at some point. Stay tuned on social media to find out when. I'm not sure what you guys have planned for the next couple weeks, but me, I've got a trip coming up. I'm headed to Spain and Portugal in just a couple of weeks, and I need recommendations because I, um, yeah, I've booked flights, but I haven't done anything else. So, so if you have any ideas for me, I would love to hear them. I'm going to be heading to Barcelona, Valencia, Sevilla, and Lisbon, and yeah, all your tips, tricks, ideas, where to eat, where to stay, what to do are very, very welcome. Thanks in advance for all of the uh, tips and tricks. All right, that's it for now. Until season four, I wish you all of the best. Tschüss.